Welcome to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Now your hosts, doctor and pastor of Grace and Truth Church in Amherst, Michael Caesar and co-host Johnny D. Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome to another Sunday morning edition of the What Is Truth radio show here in studio. Dr. Michael Caesar, thank you for joining us. We'll we'll be together for the next hour. I hope you're having a good morning as you're waking up to a new day where the Lord's mercies are new. Why don't you get yourself a one of your favorite beverages, maybe a tea, nice hot tea or coffee, and grab your Bible if you're at home, open to the Acts of the Apostles, the fifth book in the New Testament. We've been studying and working our way through it, and today we come up to chapter 14, which is going to be very interesting. There are some stories occurring in this chapter 2,000 years ago that are going on today Just the names have changed a little bit. So stick around with us on the What is Truth radio show for the next hour. Our panel of uh, Bible students and researchers, of course, we have Mark Sassy, our itinerant uh, street preacher. Good morning. And uh, good to have you, brother. Missed you last week. Good to have you back. It's good to be back. And uh, Kevin Deegan, someone who loves the scriptures, spends a lot of time uh, sharing the scriptures with people, person to person, crowds, all kinds of work all over this country. And uh, when he's not out sharing them, he's researching them in his home. He's got a lot of material today. Grab your Bible, turn to Acts chapter 14. I'm going to turn it over to Mark, who's in the driver's seat, and Kevin and I are going to follow along with comments uh, here we go, brother. Amen. Amen. So here we are in Acts chapter 14. And if you remember anything, if you listened from last week when we finished up Acts chapter 13, I wasn't here then, but uh, near the end of the chapter, verse 46 of Acts 13, then Paul and Barnabas waxed bold. And they said it was necessary that the word of God should first have been spoken to you, meaning to the Jews. But seeing you put it from you and judge yourselves unworthy of everlasting life, lo, we turn to the Gentiles. And see, we see this turning here from the preaching of the gospel going to the Jews, and now they turn to the Gentiles, and Paul's missionary journey starts heading into cities that are primarily Gentiles. He's going to go into Asia and Europe and all these cities, and we're seeing a transition, right, Kevin? This is a transitional book. We don't really get our doctrine out of it. We get history out of it, and then we go to the other books to figure out the doctrine And here we're seeing the turn, and the doctrine will be presented by Paul in books like Romans and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And so in the beginning of Acts 14, in the first, say, uh, seven verses, this is the beginning of this story on their journey. It says, the Bible in Acts 14, the Bible says, And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together into the synagogue of the Jews, that would be Paul and Barnabas, and so spake that a great multitude, both of the Jews and also of the Greeks, believed. But the unbelieving Jews stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil, affected against the brethren. Long time, therefore, abode they, speaking boldly in the Lord, which gave testimony unto the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. But the multitude of the city was divided, and part held with the Jews and part with the apostles." And when there was an assault made both of the Gentiles and also of the Jews with their rulers to use them despitefully and to stone them, they were aware of it and fled unto Lystra and Derbe, 
cities of Lyconia, and unto the region that lieth round about. And there they preached the gospel. So that's the end of the first paragraph. And I like how it ends because it says, and there they preached the gospel. That is the focus that the apostles and that Christians even today are supposed to focus on. Yeah. A lot of people get out of focus, and, but it's about preaching the and, gospel. And they're not deterred because we see there's opposition. I mean, when they started in verse one, they were speaking, obviously, the word of God. And thankfully, uh, many people believed. Yes. The sad thing is verse two, unbelieving people, instead of just saying, oh, that's good enough for them. They want to believe it. Let me go that, that my own way. They turned back and decided to resist and uh, begin opposition. Their minds were evil affected, affected against the brethren. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, a poison gets into their mind. Now, I'm going to imagine that poison is a spiritual poison. It's one of the poisonous darts of the enemy. He yeah. hates the truth. Right. And so they decide to... Uh, get people in the city together and assault them, verse 5, and use them despitefully, and their end is hopefully to kill them. They're end trying of verse to five, They want to stone them. Yeah. Yeah. It's group dynamics, too. It's not, <laughs> That's they, didn't good. Go, they didn't go out and, what do you think? What do you think? That's not what was going on. They, it says they stirred them up, but... Uh, once you, I, I call it monkey see monkey do. <laughs> okay. there's, there's a thing called inciting a riot. Sure, yeah. it only takes one person sure. to incite a riot, and people I've will seen do stuff one in person. a crowd yeah. that they won't do individually. Yes. Right. Once people almost kind of lose their minds yes. when they get sucked up into this crowd dynamics, and they just don't think. Yeah. They just follow the flow. Their minds go are along with evil it. affected, it says. Yes. That's an evil effect on a mind. These are simple words. Psychiatrists use bigger words, but God is showing you. It's like an x-ray of what's going on inside the person. Let me show you what their mind and their heart is thinking. And, and yeah, you've well, seen it. Yeah, it's we one thing it. to resist. Yeah. Right. It's another thing to try to kill them. Yes. Yeah. So it progresses to killing once they get stirred up. Or, or just to crazy. walk away and say, okay, fine, you right. want to believe it, that's your business. But no, this is angering me. Yeah. The truth bothers people that are married to lies. Yeah. And, and these were unbelieving Jews with a capital J. These are religious leaders again, stirring up a crowd to try and kill the preachers of truth. You go back the book before in the gospel of John and, and Matthew and Mark and Luke, you see the Jewish leaders stirring up the crowd to want to kill the Lord Jesus Christ. Now here they are killing the apostles of Jesus Christ. Not much changes. And they're, and they're coming with a good message of glad tidings. The That's gospel, the apostles. Are. Yeah. The apostles have a, they're preaching the gospel, which is glad tidings. The good that, news. Yeah. That, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life and that's what riles them up because religious zeal yes is, can be a very dangerous thing right the scriptures talk about uh people having uh zeal without knowledge but but you attack somebody's god yeah and that's not an unusual response <laughs> that they want to kill you sure yeah. right i mean that goes on today you go go to parts of india right. and you attack the, the Hindus in Pakistan right now. Pakistan are destroying churches right now in these yes. times. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What? Over what? 230 Over churches what? have been destroyed. Yeah, they're yes. rioting and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, they, when you attack somebody's God, their cherished beliefs 
sometimes they act very okay. wildly. So let's take this personally. Here we are, three of us sitting around a table right now. We're doing a radio broadcast. Um, my God is the God of the Bible. The living the God. The one that I learned, you know, the living God, the yeah. God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, the one who manifest in the flesh came down as Jesus Christ. I, I believe the same God for both of you Amen. that I'm looking at. Okay. Yep. If somebody attacks our God, do our minds get evil affected and we want to do something no, to them? The, the, the scriptures say that you know, everybody knows this, you know that no murderer has eternal life in them. So I tell you that this is, a, is something, a sign of unbelievers, people that have a false God. There you go. It's the wrong the God. The true God they, it, Paul, the apostles didn't come in there and attack him. No. Hey, let's go get some more Christians and come here and attack this town. You know, no, not at they all. didn't do that. Yeah. In fact, later on, Paul does get stoned. They thought he was dead. What does he do? Paul gets up, goes right back in there preaching again. Jesus right. Christ. Right. He didn't run away. Jesus Christ said back in a great uh, sermon, you go back to the first gospel, it's called the Sermon on the Mount, mm, yeah. which is a great sermon in Matthew chapter five. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that are meek. Blessed are they which hunger after righteousness. And he says in, at the end of that chapter, Matthew 5, 43, you have heard it been said in old times uh, that, that uh, thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I, Jesus Christ, say to you, Love your enemies, mm. bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that ye may be the children of your father, with a capital F, the father which is in heaven. Uh, so, so we can see the response of these people. They have the wrong God. And their weapons are stones, sometimes swords. Weapons of warfare. Right. What is a Christian's weapon? Our weapons are not carnal. They meant right? they're not right? physical. It's the sword it's of the spiritual. spirit. Yep. And that's exactly what you see Paul in verse 20. After they stone him to death, or at uh, least they there's think people that believe, and p there are people who believe that's where he actually that's, died yeah, he, that's and went up into heaven yeah. and had visions and stuff yes, like that. Yeah. But he got, 12. it says he stood up and he went right back in there. Where'd he go in there? He didn't go in there with the sword. Right. Now, if you go overseas and you see John Knox, he was a Presbyterian. Yes. He's standing with a Bible in one hand. They got a statue of him. Bible in one hand. You know what's in the other hand? A sword, a physical sword. But if you go to New England and you see Roger Williams... Roger Williams was, was totally against that because he grew up in the burning fields and saw what they did to people that they disagreed with. They burnt them to death. He said, this is not Christian. This is not of God. And he just had a Bible. Amen. He, he had a flea in the middle of the winter from the so-called Christians. He said, yeah. I would rather be with the uh, savages, Christian savages than the savage Christians. So, so he. This is in the 1700s. Yes, when okay. the founding of this country. So, so what we're seeing is by the time John Knox and um, Roger Williams lived, there was a counterfeit form of Christianity. But back here, these people arguing against are heathen and some unbelieving Jews yes. that have rejected the teaching of the Old Testament and the teaching that Jesus is the Christ. So, so I mean, what God wants us to learn from this reading is to have a relationship with the true God, the God who is the giver of grace and a gospel. And I guess somebody said once a long time ago, you'll know if you have the right or the wrong religion 
uh, the wrong religion you'll kill for your faith, the right religion you'll die for your faith, yeah. and that's Christianity. That's yeah. Amen. yeah. And, and when they tried to, when they were ready to stone them in verse five, yeah, it says verse six they were aware of it. They were aware of it, or sure, they were aware sure. Of it. And they fled unto Lystra and Derby, cities of Lyconia. And there's no reason for us to stand here and fight with these people. If they, they, they don't on. want them, we'll move on. They moved on. We'll go to another city. There you go. Okay. And so the story goes on in verse 8. I'm going to go from verse 8 to like 18. And this is kind of the meat of the chapter here in Acts 14. It says, And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, Stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. And when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voices, saying in the speech of Lyconia, The gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercurius, because he was the chief speaker. Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, he brought oxen and garlands unto the gates, and he would have done sacrifice with the people. Which when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of, they rent their clothes and ran in among the people, crying out and saying, Sirs, why do ye these things? We also are men of like passions with you, and preach unto you that ye should turn from these vanities unto the living God, which made heaven and earth and the sea and all things that are therein, who in times past suffered all nations to walk in their own ways. Nevertheless, he left not himself without witness, and that he did good, and gave us rain from heaven, and fruitful seasons, filling our hearts with food and gladness. And with these sayings, scarce restrained they the people that they had not done sacrifice unto them. So we see a lot going on yeah, here. Oh gosh, yes. <laughs> but what we see, some of it is that, uh, so Paul, he heals this guy who's a cripple. He'd been a cripple his whole life. That, that's what it says. This man had never stood on his feet. Uh, this man had uh, been um, a cripple from the time he was born. Yep. They called him impotent. He didn't have the power to stand up and walk. He had never walked in his life. Paul heals him. So this, again, is why the book is called The Acts of the Apostles. Yes. God gave the very first men to go out on missionary journeys, apostolic powers to do signs and wonders to convince people that these are my men, God says, working with my power for your good. And any physical good they do to you is a picture of the greater spiritual good they can do for your soul. Because this man had faith not just to be healed in his body, but healed in his soul and believe the gospel. Amen. And so Paul's using this, but we can't do this today. There aren't apostles today well, that can do later this. Later on, rather than heal, Paul said, take a little... Oh, yeah. Right. A little of this for right. your, yeah, and, if you got this ailment, yes. take this medicine. So, yeah. Um, later on, those those are sign gifts. Yes. And they were given to show the Jews that the apostles were from God. Yeah. Right. That Jesus came and showed signs. He said, see my works. Sure. Right. So he, he gave the works so that they could see it. But we have God's word now. We have the truth. Which is a great work. Why do, yes. why do we need signs and Correct. miracles anymore? Right. Right. And so there's somebody coming in the future yeah. that's going to have signs and miracles, yeah. and people are going to believe that guy, but they won't believe 
this guy, the, the, Bible, the truth. Right. They won't believe Jesus Christ. But when the Antichrist shows up in this world, They'll he's going to have signs and wonders. Lying yes. signs yes. and wonders after the power of Satan. Well, just yeah. like even Moses, right? Moses had signs. Yes. And so did the magicians. Yes. Right. Janus and right? Jambres. Yeah. yeah. And Paul mentions that again in, I think, 2 Timothy. Yep. About yep. It's 2 Timothy 3.8. Janus and Jambres, they resist the truth. Yeah, yeah. And, using and that, their fake signs. Yeah, and yeah. why is that mentioned in the New Testament? Well, you mentioned about the uh, uh, signs, lying signs and wonders in Revelation 19, verse 20. It clearly warns of that, and it says, And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet, this is Revelation 19, verse 20, that wrought miracles before him with which he deceived them. And so, yes. yeah, one they're, they're going to come, and they're going to deceive many with Miracles. Sure. And and yeah. Second Thessalonians chapter two, Paul is warning the church there that there is a day coming when that wicked with a capital W will be revealed. The one who's coming is after the working of Satan, and he's gonna come with all power and signs and lying wonders with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in people that perish, and they perish because they received not the love of of the truth that came from God, Amen. that they might be saved. So people today, in the end times, people ought to beware and be careful about the fact that you don't want to follow after signs and wonders. You want to follow the Word of God. Yes. You want to follow God's instructions, like he says in Proverbs chapter 1. Just, follow, don't, listen just my, dawned on me, you said signs and wonders. Yeah, That's an S and W. God says follow the Scriptures and the words Amen. rather than the signs and the wonders. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And it's interesting to note, like you were talking about apostles, the apostles that were chosen by Jesus, those 12 apostles, and then Paul's the last apostle after yep. Judas. So they all saw Jesus. They had but to be eyewitnesses. Eyewitnesses. Right? Bingo. Paul said he was an eyewitness. Yes. yes. Luke talks in Acts in, in the first uh, chapter yep. and also in the book of Luke and says that we were eyewitnesses mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of his glory. Amen. So to be an apostle, you had to be an eyewitness. You have to be very old today to be an apostle. There's a lot of, yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot of fake apostles <laughs> and there's a lot of fake faith healers. Yes. My sure. brother-in-law was in a wheelchair. He had MS for decades before I even met him. He had, he had MS. He couldn't move anything but like one hand, his right hand. Could not get up, couldn't walk, couldn't do any of that stuff in a wheelchair. Guess what? Now that guy had faith, but he placed his faith in a fake faith healer. Mm. And he went to that thing and he came out. He was still in a wheelchair. I went and down discouraged to, all yes, that. And th this guy came here to Buffalo. I forget his name. One of those. R.W. Schombach? No, I think it was Benny Hinn okay, Hin was Schombach, here in Buffalo. Yeah. Okay. And I saw all these people go in in wheelchairs. And at the end of the day, they came out in wheelchairs. Sure, right, sure. Right. So, you know, yeah, I watched the it's same not thing the faith, yeah. it's the truth that matters. Yes. And Paul had the, had the gift of healing at this time. Jesus had the ability to heal. And he didn't say, because you have faith, he just, he noticed that this was a man of faith. And he said, stand up. Right. He gave him a command. Yes. Because he has authority. And these guys do all this show and tell and people fall for it. And it's really sad because
people like you know my brother-in-law he wanted to be oh, healed. a lot of people yeah, are very discouraged yeah, yeah they want to be healed and then yeah. then you're turning people off and and it, and it gets you mad at god and, but they and collect you're, the and money you're, and you're mad at god but yeah. it's not god that deceived right. you it's that lying it's guy faith, up there yeah right right healer and so today we have a lot of uh churches that are involved in pentecostalism that are focused on healing Healing ministries, sure. where that's their main focus, is healing ministries along with deliverance ministries. Now, and it ought to be gospel ministry. Now, curiously, we were just saying uh, at the beginning of this show, we're talking about get your uh, Bible, get the book, the Acts of the Apostles, let's read Acts. But then we were noticing these things were done by apostles 2,000 years ago. This is a transitional book. We're watching the change. They're going to Gentiles now. Yes. You can't get your doctrine out of this book. The Pentecostals, the Charismatics, look at the historical record here and say, we can do the same thing. As a matter of fact, uh, one of my friends, when I first got saved, was a, a Pentecostal, I don't want to say minister, the father was a minister, and and was saying, we don't like the title of the book, Acts of the Apostles. We like to call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit because we can do the same things that they were doing back then. But the book oh, really? is very carefully titled The Acts of the Apostles. And, and there are no apostles today. Correct. And and yes, yes, the Holy Spirit was working through the apostles, but the book is titled that way to say this is a historical book from 2,000 years ago. You can't do this today. We're not apostles. There are no apostles today. The power lies with God. Yes. And God gets the glory, and God is the Savior, and he does the saving. And, and so it's not for our day. And by the way, what you're saying there is is very important. God does the, you didn't say healing, you said saving. Yes. Because God, if faced with a choice, and let's say uh, God met the parents of this guy here in verse 8. There was a man. He was impotent in his feet. He was a cripple from his mother's womb. He had never walked. Yes. And the parents uh, went to God and said, this is our child. You know, we're old now. We're 70. He's 40-something years old. We've been taken care of. Him. We're going to die. We don't know what's going to happen to him after we die. God, we'd like you to do something. And God says, I can give you one of two choices for that man. I'm talking today. Yeah. Number one, I can make him physically healed and, and and he'll die in his sins, or I can save him and he'll still, he won't be able to walk, but when he dies a few years later, he's going to come with me for all of eternity. God says the better choice is the gospel healing his soul yes. rather than a miracle healing his body because the healing of a body only lasts so long. Jesus, the healing of his soul Jesus, is eternal. Jesus said, I come to seek and to save them that are lost. That's the gospel. That's the gospel. To save a soul yes. rather than heal a body. Yes. So the, the focus on these people today that want these signs, they're actually, I think of it like the difference when I was a little kid. I remember my dad coming home. I was about four or five years old. And my dad would come home from work and he would reach into his, he would collect all the change that he got in the day in his left pocket. And he'd throw that change on the dresser and there were shiny quarters and dimes and nickels and pennies. By the way, this is 
1959, you could buy a lot with a quarter yeah. back in 1959. I could get a popsicle for a nickel. I mean, they had penny candy. Oh, and yeah. I see all these shiny coins. And then he pulls out his wallet and there's these green pieces of paper in there. And as a kid, I, I want those shiny coins. And But that's pocket change compared to the saving of a soul. It's Amen. like a difference between dollars and change. Right. And God says, I want to save that soul. That's the big that's the big cash deal. item there. Yeah. And but children don't see it. And sometimes childish uh, believers don't see the difference. Well, if if these guys really want to emulate the apostles, why don't they go to Mark 16? Oh. <laughs> no, Verse you're getting rough on him, Kevin. <laughs> Verse I 18. I want to see that. Well, well, the point is, is like read it, read it. in Matthew, <laughs> Matthew, the last chapter of Matthew, it says all power is given unto me in heaven and earth. That's Jesus so, speaking, right? Yes, yeah. that's Jesus speaking. And the apostles are demonstrating, you know, that they actually have power. He just said, stand up. He didn't say, you know, uh, if he, 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 nothing. He just said, stand up. And he was able to see the man had faith, right? Yeah. He didn't so, say, in the name of Jesus, I command thee. Right, yeah. right. He's just demonstrating that I have power for for the Jews needed to see that. An outward sign. Right. So yeah. he also had, and that's that's this here, in the book of Acts, Paul reaches in and gets bit by a deadly poisonous serpent. Yes. Yep. And he just shakes it off and throws it. Yeah. Because he has this sign. Try that gift. with a rattlesnake or a king oh, cobra. Oh, there's guys that do yeah. that out in the middle of America. And I just saw a video of a guy. He got bit on the neck. Blood's coming out. He died. But that's right? my point. Snake you, you, yeah. yeah. So, but they it's, don't want this. They don't want this sign. They just want the easy signs. Oh, anybody could fake that other stuff, right? Yeah. Let's see you do this. It says, and they shall take up serpents. And if they drink deadly thing, go ahead, drink some poison. Yeah. It shall not Here's hurt them. Cyanide. They shall <laughs> lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. They, they want to do that. You know, I, I know people that say, well, my short leg got longer, you know, from faith healing and okay. all this, you know. Okay. Yeah. But the thing is, that same person that told me that, like every few years, her leg got longer because it never worked. <laughs> well, <laughs> this they time it worked, you they, know. They hope I mean, and they hope. Yeah, you know? and, and, and I get it. I mean, if you're sick, that's what you want. But yes, the most important thing is the inner Jesus. Work. They, the apostles were in, in, in the ship and, and the waves are coming. And, and they said, Mark 4, 41, even the wind and sea obeys him. Yes. He had power over the all universe, of nature, yes. all of nature, yes. over sickness, over disease. Yeah. But he also has what you said. He has power over sin because in Luke seven forty seven, he said, her sins, which are many, the woman that came and broke the alabaster box. And they're like, don't you know what kind of woman she is? <laughs> and he said, her sins, which are many. He also said that her sins are many. So she she, she was forgiven of yeah. much. Yes. yes. And so she loved much. Yes. yes. She realized what she yes. was forgiven. And many of us don't realize that we have a sin problem. Yes. Right. So we don't take advantage of, of this opportunity inner to have the yeah. healing over our sins. Yeah. And then in the next verse, he, he said to her, thy sins are forgiven. And in another place, a really cool story, Luke 5, where um, he, he tells guy take up thy bed rise up and walk yeah right and and then all the naysayers go oh, oh yeah oh, they're, they're saying all kinds of stuff he says whether it is easier to say thy sins be forgiven thee or or to say rise up and walk he's he's actually accentuating the point that he has the ability to forgive to sin. forgive your sin yeah. yeah and like you said pastor it's like 
would you rather be healed from your physical infirmity or would you like to be healed eternally sure. from your spiritual infirmities? Sure. And th there's a song, I just heard it today. It's called Jesus Pass By My Way. And do I have time real quick? <laughs> just to, I'll just read Go it. Ahead. Jesus passed by my way. He made me whole that day. Just a sinner was I. But then Jesus passed by. And oh, what a change in my life since Jesus passed by. And that happened to me Amen. in 1972. Amen. And I've never regretted Amen. it a day in my life. Amen. And, and you listen to the What is Truth radio show. And we're telling you the truth. These are three uh, sinners who've been saved by grace. We're three beggars who found bread. And we found the unleavened bread in English, which is a King James Bible Amen. that we're studying out of. And uh, you can visit our website, graceandtruthchurch.org. Just spell that out, graceandtruthchurch.org. Click the sermons tab, click YouTube, watch the old programs, and stick around for the second half of the show. We'll be right back after station identification. What is truth? What is truth? Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. And welcome back to the second half of the show. We're in the book, The Acts of the Apostles. We are in the 14th chapter and we are seeing that uh, Paul and uh, Barnabas out there preaching the glorious gospel have people opposing them, so they move to another town. They find a man who's been a cripple for many, many decades, and they heal this man, and the town responds kind of confusedly and improperly. So, Yeah, this is a bunch of Gentiles. So this, okay. is not, you know, this is a city full of Gentiles here in Iconium, and they respond with, they bring forth the priest of Jupiter in verse 13, and he was before their city, brought oxen and garlands unto the gates, and he would have done sacrifice with the people. So they thought, they, they, they were calling Barnabas Jupiter, and they were calling Paul Mercurius, because he was the chief speaker, it says in verse 12. So this is a very different reaction than any of the other crowds that we saw earlier in the book of Acts. Here you got right. a bunch of Gentiles, and they see a healing and instead of, you know, getting, getting angry and want to kill, like in the last chapter. Yeah, here they want to, they just want to do some. Celebrate and let's have a worship service. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but a crazy worship okay. service. I mean, they're going after their false gods. So, so here we are in a Gentile region. Uh, it's Lystra. Okay. And, and, and the region is called Lyconia. And they had a, it says in verse 11, saying in the speech of Lyconia. So they had a dialect that they spake there. It obviously wasn't Hebrew. It might not even have been Greek. I don't know what it was. It was probably Latin because yeah. it's a Latin god, go. Jupiter. Okay. Not a Greek god, Zeus. Oh, okay, but, let, but let's just think about yeah. this. So, so here we are. I'm trying to think in the book, the Acts of the Apostles, maybe it's been seven or ten years since the Lord Jesus Christ went up uh, back to heaven. Uh, he did his work, we know from the Gospels, in the region of Israel. This is a region far from Israel. They didn't have planes. They didn't have trains. Right. They didn't have radio or telecommunication. These pro people probably never heard of Jesus Christ. They're probably 50 years old. They grew up, uh, you know, before Jesus was born. And they seem to have their own forms of worship based on their own God. In yes. other words, people yeah. tend to be religious. No yeah. matter where you go, you'll find 
forms of religion. That's, right. That's how, how you worship Jupiter. You okay. have to uh, sacrifice a white ox and the garland goes on Jupiter's brow on his head like a crown on the statue and yeah yeah, and on the statue and on that city outside of that city the gate of the city is a statue of jupiter okay jupiter 40 foot tall yeah and jupiter has a lightning bolt in his right hand and his left is a staff now now just think about this think about this now so i got a town here they got a big statue it, it's not a cheap thing to put a statue up. No, that's They had to protection. get public funds. People, yeah. I mean, the whole region is into this form of worship. Oh, yeah. Yet yes. in truth, what could Jupiter do for any of those people, physically or spiritually? Not a thing. Nothing. But Nothing. So man t- tends to be hopelessly religious. Hopelessly religious. There are religious. books of religion all over. And here's a religion at one point, I think. They're there's worshiping a, a stone. There's a passage right. in the back of the Bible that says man's religion is vain. All these vain, empty religions, but they're everywhere. If we, When David Livingstone went to Africa, he found witch doctors with their religions yep. there. Yep. We come to the West in America, and you would find the Indians. They had their totem the, the poles great spirit. with their God, the great spirit. Yep. So this is a common phenomenon. And, and in this region, I looked this up today. It's on a website called BibleAtlas.org. In the area a little bit east of where they are in Iconium, in Pergamos or Pergamum, which is the same thing, they had four primary gods. They had Zeus, which in, in here is Jupiter. Jupiter, right? They had Dionysus which would be Diana. Okay. They had Athena and Asclepius. Asclepius, that's the one the doctors use on the doctor yes, bag. Yes, and With so, a serpent wrapped around a pole. And so this was history. So to the temple of Asclepius, invalids or cripples, just like this guy okay. in this chapter, from all parts of Asia, they would flock. And there, while they were sleeping in the court of the temple, the God would reveal to the priest and to the to the physicians by dreams what the remedies would be. And okay. so this is tied in with like early kind of pagan medicine. And so um, we see here in the chapter in Acts 14, Jupiter and Mercury. And Jupiter, he's otherwise known as Zeus. Right. And then Mercury is otherwise known as Hermes. So so Jupiter is the big one uh, sitting on the throne, and Mercury is the guy that runs around with the message. He's the messenger he's, boy for yeah, Jupiter. He's speaker. Okay, yeah, he's the they, speaker. Okay. Yeah. But, but he's, he's Zeus also, is the Greek version of, of Jupiter. Jupiter. Right. And if your Bible says Zeus here, which all the new Bibles do, that's the wrong got word. The wrong word. That's right. That is not Zeus there because the statue is Jupiter. Because it's a, it's a Latin it's, city. There's a physical, it's a Latin That's city. That's a Roman god. There's a physical statue as the guardian of the gate that protects that city. And he is Jupiter. And the, and the worship that they're doing is the worship that was done to Jupiter. Jupiter was in Rome also. Right. So yep. it's also Jove. If you've heard of Jove, yep. Joveol. Yep. Yeah. That's why jo- uh, Jupiter doesn't really speak. Mercury does. Okay. Because he's just jovial. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> and so- a Pater Jove, father. Yeah. Father Jupiter. 
Father Jupiter. Jupiter. Okay. So somebody listening today might think, well, what are these ancient gods? It has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with modern day America or modern day science or medicine or anything like that. But like Asclepius, he was the Greek god of medicine. Right. And while Hermes from the ancient Greek pantheon, he's the god of commerce and trade and merchants, as well as the protector of tricksters and thieves. But another duty of Hermes was to guide the departed souls to Hades, to the underworld. But Asclepius, he was the snake god of medicine and money. And that goes back all the way back to Egypt. Uh, he was called Hermes back in Egypt, and then he was worshipped by the Romans as Mercury. And here we see him in this chapter now, as Mercury. Curiously, when I went to college, if you took a course in this, instead of religion, it would be called mythology. Okay. Mi- right? Yes. Is, it, is that not what it's Everybody called? Everybody had some the, of that called mythology. The, yep. the Norse people had their mythology. The Romans had That's their mythology. Thor. That would be Thor. Thor yes. is the Jupiter. It's the Jupiter. Zeus. Thor. So the names have changed. Yes. It's kind of the same folks the with different names in different region. Yes. But this mythology, but when you get, now we call it mythology today at the university, but back then it was serious religious devotion for them. So somebody might say, just out of curiosity, in the 21st century here, it's mythology to us today. We we don't follow that anywhere. There's no such equivalent going on today yeah. Or is there yeah. in religious circles? Can we find any equivalent today in religious circles? Are there religious people today doing things like, oh, what does he wanted to do? We want to come and do sacrifice with the people and bring our gar- garlands and maybe not our oxen, but maybe some type of incense or something. It, it, does this go on today? Are there religious mm-hmm. ceremonies today where people are worshiping false gods that can't? Well, don't don't yeah. pretty much all religions have uh, ceremonies? Yeah, all kinds of these are like that traditions they had. Yeah, and, yeah. and and if if you were probably to ask people like why do you do that, they probably don't even know. You just follow it. You know, I, I I've I've seen stuff. But where the you're priest, like, get up, said, get down, get up, get down. He you says, know? verse like, thirteen, what the is that? priest of Jupiter. So, so I'm, 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 the people of the religion city might be unaware, but the priest knows supposedly what he's doing. He knows his traditions. He knows his uh, worship uh, services and the, and, and the reasons behind and stuff. And usually, the initiates in most right. religions are not allowed to know. To know, they, they have, have to be initiated. Yeah. Yeah. Even like Satanism. Right? right, you don't get together with a Satanist group, and the first day, okay, we're going to drink baby's blood. No, no, no. No, it's like step by step. Yeah, you yeah. have to be initiated, in because people will say, "Whoa, yeah. whoa, what?" And by then you know, you're so like, deep in the yeah, basement, like you the can't Mormons, get out. It's yes. like you know, they don't come yeah. knock on your door yeah. and go, "Hey, we're from the church of Satan's brother." <laughs> Right. They don't come. Hey, we, we want to. Can we baptize some of your dead relatives for you? Yeah, they you don't know, come to your, they door, don't come with to your that. door like that. No, they know yes. better. They right? say so we're from the church of Jesus Christ. But when you're done, they, you find out that's what they actually believe. You yeah. know, right. They believe all kinds of crazy stuff. So yeah. I guess the, some of the things we're seeing right here in the 14th chapter <laughs> are with us today. But the names have changed. And, and sadly, the names that are used today are Christian names. Today, they would call Jupiter in one of those places, maybe God the Father, Mm. right? And they're doing uh, ceremonies and they're running around and uh, they don't know the gospel. Here's the thing that I've, I've noticed. These people were thrilled that now they've worshiped Jupiter and Mercury and all their gods for a while and their gods never healed this guy that lived in that city for four and a half decades. Along comes someone with real power and they're going, 
great. Maybe our God has some power after all. We'll call this one Jupiter, that one Mercury. We'll ascribe all this power to our God. But it, their God didn't have the ability to do it. They've been waiting for a long time. For the for living God. Co- for the living God. Now yeah. the living God shows up in the gospel yes. and with messengers of the gospel. Yes. Well, that, like you said, these things get changed. Now, now you got a picture. Right? That's an interesting picture there. <laughs> these things get changed. But where did this come from? So You're showing a picture of a seat. This is yes. the chair of St. Peter. The chair of St. Peter. You Which can go online. In the Vatican. And, and, in the Vatican. Yeah, that's yeah. what it says. Look at that. St. Peter's and, chair. And it sits in the high highest holiest altar in the Vatican uh, I can't pronounce it right Bonini made this thing it looks like a monstrance on top and all kinds of uh, very very ornate I mean it's got to be three stories tall I've never seen it with it's easy to look eyes. up online yeah right St. Peter's it, chair this chair is embedded in that it's only brought out for the highest holy days this chair because sure. it's ancient. But if you look it up from Catholic sources and just search for chair of St. Peter and works of Hercules, you'll find out that there's six tiles and six tiles and six yeah. tiles. Okay. As in six, 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 three, six, times. six yeah. three times. But the works of Hercules, the reason why I'm bringing it up is we're talking about Jupiter. Jupiter is the father of Hercules. Okay. Hercules is part man. Part God. It's an imitation of Jesus Christ. An imitation of Jesus. And if they're worshiping at this highest altar and this altar, why would it have the works of Hercules, a false god, instead of a, at the highest instead altar? Instead of the works of our Lord Jesus now, Christ. How right. many people it's inscribed right on there? Yeah. yeah. Now how many people know about this? See what I'm saying? <laughs> this is what you were saying. You you may, may today, not be yes. you may not be sacrificing an ox. Right, yeah. you may not be putting garland on Jupiter's head, but you're it may be involved. It, with it may be you may be involved in something that's hidden from you. They don't come. I'm well. We're from the Church of Satan's brother. I'm not going to tell you that stuff. Right, but the, and I'm the not going to tell you that, know this stuff. Okay, the, the higher ups know it. Yeah, yeah. but but I'm not going to tell you that up there instead of the ch- chair of Jesus Christ yeah. as the chair of Hercules. Yeah, well. I mean, Jupiter's son. If you drive around our local city here, you'll come across some churches that say full gospel, like full gospel tabernacle. Right. 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 And they think the full gospel has to do with healings. Correct. And here we got a chapter right here in the Bible in Acts 14. Here's a, a legitimate healing on someone who had been crippled his whole entire life. Yep. And the reaction is terrible. It's not a good reaction from the Gentiles. Con- I would say a confused reaction. There's a lot of confusion and, and a lot of ignorant response to it. Now, Paul and Barnabas can try and straighten them out. Yes, and they have a duty to try to straighten yes, that out. Yes, You know, you can't just let people run amok and, and go in the wrong direction without trying to help them. The, to bring them the truth, to yeah. be preachers of truth. Okay. Yeah, they, they said... The people responded that said the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. <laughs> they think and, Paul is a god. Yeah. Okay. And, and Paul says, sirs, why do you do these things? We also are men. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go running off and do sacrifice unto us. We're just men. Right, right. Yeah. We're so, going to make a statue of St. Paul and St. Barnabas. And then our people in the future can pray to those and we'll light a candle there. Well, that's, I, Paul I says, don't do that. I noticed too that from this chapter, like here, they're waiting for a healing. And they, they want to see a real healing. And when they see this legitimate healing, they, they say, oh, the gods are come down to us, right? right? Well, 
I found this online today, too. There's a marble pillar. I mean, there's all this history back in the Middle East. And so this is uh, from a website called turkeytravelplanner.com. So they're in the region they're of the modern-day Turkey. They're in the region of Turkey here. That's yeah. right. And so turkeytravelplanner.com has a quote in here. It says, on this marble pillar at Bergam, which is Pergamum or right. Pergamos, uh, we see three health symbols. And the health symbols were a a rod with a snake intertwined around it okay. with a set of wings okay. on top. And so you can look back in history and see that that was back in this ancient region back then. Sure. Okay. And um, how does that tie into the Bible? Well, the book of numbers, they it, stole it from there. <laughs> well, in, in, Perg- in uh, Revelation chapter two, it mentions Pergamos, the church of Pergamos. And it says where Satan's seat is, where Satan dwelleth. Right. Yeah. And in first uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20, it's talking about when pagans are doing sacrifice, they're not just doing a sacrifice to an idol, they're sacrificing to devils, the Bible mentions. Yes. Yeah. So this uh, uh, Pergamos, I'll read this quick. You're familiar with the book, uh, The Two Babylons. Correct. From Hislop. It's from 1862. Here's a quote. It ties in with uh, talking about healings and what they believed about healings back in those days. It says, uh, in Pergamos and in all of Asia Minor, from which directed directly Rome derived its knowledge of the mysteries, the case was the same in Pergamos, especially where preeminently Satan's seat was, the sun divinity or the sun god. As is well known, was worshipped under the form of a serpent and under the name Asclepius, okay. the man-instructing serpent. And the Greek form of this name, Asclepios, signifies the instructing snake. In other words, the Asclepian serpent was the express symbol of Satan. And Revelation 12, 9 calls him that old serpent. Sure. And so that old serpent's been around since the beginning. And here, I think it's a little bit of a warning. If, if you're following uh, even modern medicine, I'll, I'll say this briefly, but... Uh, if you look at, where, where do I have it? I got too many notes tonight. Well, you were talking about that, that serpent. While you're looking for that note, yeah, that goes all the way back to the beginning. I mean, uh, Genesis chapter 3, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, and he began to talk to Eve and yes. try and deceive her. There's the serpent trying to instruct man. Yes. And, and God wants us to hear his words rather than the words of the serpent. And the serpent seems to use mythology and religion to reach out to people, primarily. Yeah, Primarily, yes. And uh, I, I found some tie-in. This was from a Missouri Medical Journey Journal from 2019. Okay. And it talks about Asclepius. This is a modern medical journal. Yes. And it says that he was the god of medicine and the son of Apollo, the god of healing. Okay. And he was known as the god of medicine. And Hermes, Mercury, which we see in this chapter, he was the messenger of the gods. He was known for carrying a staff known as the Cadaceus. Mm -hmm. And that included two snakes topped off with a set of wings. So it was believed that Hippocrates was a direct descendant of Asclepius. And we're supposed to take the Hippocratic Oath when we're doctors. So it's so all the, this Greek yeah. mythology <clears throat> built in there. And the original Hippocratic Oath is worded like this. When I first heard this today, I'm like, this can't be right. Anyways, the original Hippocratic Oath said, hopefully most of you know the Hippocratic Oath begins with the words, quote, I swear by Apollo, the physician, and by Asclepius. But I had to check that, and I found out that the modern Hippocratic Oath... It's not what we said at medical no, school. 
The modern one was written right around 1964 by Louis Lasagna. Okay. And in that one, it's the modern oath, and it doesn't mention Apollo. It doesn't mention Asclepius. Yes. But I, I just say all this because, you know, people bow down to false religions. They put their faith in sometimes medicine. But if you just took a blank piece of paper and wrote down uh, medicine... And as you're reading through your Bible from Genesis to Revelation, consider what does God call medicine and what does God show examples of using for medicine? Mm -hmm. That's all I'm trying to put forth here. Just well, be careful. Symbols can be a little tricky, too, because why would you put these tiles of Hercules on your highest altar? Right. Why? Why all these symbols? What about this? The bird, the wings. Right. Yeah. You ever see the Roman legions? Right. With their big. Th what, right. what is on the top of that pole? Is Leading all the legions. Eagle what, yeah, yes, wow. eagles. Guess yeah. who? Guess who? What God, Jupiter, also has is depicted with the wings of eagles mm. the, the, right there in the statues. So you can go to the Vatican Museum and see the, the God, Jupiter, with his, uh, with his, the, the staff yeah. and eagle and the lightning. Because he's the god of the sky. And so, the symbols should clue you in as to beware. But, but you got to be careful with symbols because so, symbols, you might think it means X. What if it means something so, else so, to other people? So what we find is people are preoccupied with uh, symbols. Instead of words. And and signs and, and sacrifices. And wonders. Yeah. Uh, simple signs and sacrifices. And God yeah. says, I've given you the scriptures yes. and the words that will tell you the truth about salvation of the soul yes. not physical things not health or wealth but an eternal change in a heart and a soul and that's what paul and barnabas are trying to do i almost feel sorry for them that they had the ability to do signs and wonders but it was needed for a short period there well to come back to modern day go ahead an example from yesterday i ran into a business owner who's a friend and she has a lot of employees and sometimes and, and this is a, a farm business okay so when they have a rainy day they can't work outside so much and they have to come inside and they might be uh, processing onions or lettuce or whatever they're doing grouped together. And so the, the owner of the farm, she says to me, she goes, you know, I'm getting more questions about the end times than I have ever imagined I would ever get. Wow. All these young yeah. folks that come work here, I never, she says, I never used to get these kind of questions. Now I'm getting all kinds of questions. They're nervous. They're, they're fearful. They want to know what's coming next. They want to know about the end times. And I said, well, are you telling them about the gospel, about the gift of God that, hey, that even though we're all sinners in God's sight because he's holy, He's got the gospel for us. He's got the glad tidings news, that Christ yeah. died for our sins and that they need to read the Bible, get into a King James Bible and focus on Jesus because that's what it's all about. They come people, to Jesus. People like the symbols and the signs and the wonders. So they want to talk about the future and what's going to happen and all this. Why don't they just open up this book? Amen. And how many people, what I was trying to get to with the symbols is how many people my mom's pastor before we ever heard the gospel that guy said oh well, that's just symbolic <laughs> so now he reduces she's the book the words the Bible, to symbols she's reading the words and asking what does this mean oh that's just symbolic 
Oh, right? God. What a mess. <laughs> what is truth? We need truth here. Yes. Okay. Thy word is truth. John 17. You want to know about that, that stuff? You shouldn't be focused on all that stuff. Why don't you focus on the things that are important? The plain words. Right? Yes. I well, think it was Mark Twain. Would I, I don't, that's his, his, his fake name. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But uh, he said, it's not the things in the Bible that he doesn't understand that he has a problem with. It's the things that he does. And, and you know what, what he that was is saying is I'm having a hard time doing this. He, look, there's plenty. Everybody tells me on the street. Oh, Oh, I love everybody. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm sick of that. Jesus <laughs> talked about, Jesus talked about stop just talking you know, they're yeah. like pious gas bags. Everybody says, oh, I love everybody. Let me see your love. Yeah. He said to love indeed, yeah. not in just words. Well, I think people flap their gums. If I think of Mark Twain, probably the thing Samuel Clemens, I think yeah. was yeah, his real name. Yeah. Um, I, but Thank I you. think that the thing he was saying is it's not what I don't understand in the Bible that troubles me, like Revelation and, and maybe some old passages and, and Song of Solomon. Yeah. But it's what I do understand that troubles me. Because there are passages that would say things. Now, Mark Twain, obviously, because of his writing, became wealthy and became famous. And when you're wealthy and famous, you have access to all places and people speak highly of you. Oh, wow, Mark Twain, I'd love to meet you. And the problem he's not, he doesn't like is the Bible says we've proved that all people, Jews and Gentiles, are under sin. There's none righteous, no, not one. Uh, there's none that seeketh after God. There's none that doeth good. And he's looking at them going, I don't like hearing that about myself. I'm basically that, a he? good guy. He didn't yeah. take care of that. I mean, and it, it is a hard thing. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to accept that. But the reality is, I was saying last night, uh, I was downtown, a, a brother Pete's at Charity Mission, and I was trying to say the toughest thing for me to get as a doctor was, in God's eyes, I'm basically not a good guy eternally Amen. in God's eyes. Uh, and I, I, I was wrestling with that. I go, but wait a second, wait a second. Last Saturday night, when that gang took that crowbar and beat that girl on her bicycle and she's bleeding and, and they brought her to our hospital and I went at two in the morning and I did that work. And when I found out she didn't have insurance, I said, I don't care. She doesn't have to pay. I'm here to help her. I'm thinking I'm a good guy. And God's saying, yeah, you may be good socially, but you're not good spiritually and eternally. You have a sin problem that needs to be dealt with. I didn't want the gospel at that point because I couldn't accept the token I needed to put in was, I'm a sinner, Lord. And right. I didn't want to put that token in the recognition. And so I see what Mark Twain is saying, but that it's like a, a coin with, on one side is the head of Jesus Christ, on the back side is the tails of me. I don't want that coin, but the reality is I've got to accept the the dark side to get to the it's good a, side. That's hard for a lot of people. I've yeah, heard people say, I'm not a sinner. It was the same struggle yeah. for me. And I've heard testimony after testimony where that was the same struggle for other people where the Bible is a convicting book. How can it possibly say that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God? How can it say that there's none that doeth good? No, not one. For me, it was in Isaiah 59 where the Bible says, Isaiah 59 verse 2, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins, your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Your hands are defiled with blood, your fingers with iniquity, your lips have spoken lies, your tongue hath muttered perverseness. And and it goes on. It's a rough chapter. But yeah. the point is, this Bible is not just the most convicting, but it's also the most comforting. Right. Book. It really is. And so people need to understand they have a problem. 
We are sinners, not just that we made a boo-boo and we screwed up once. No, we're actually sinners. Like Peter said, I am a sinful man, Luke 5, 8. And because of that, we have to come to the Savior and get saved and yeah. have our sins forgiven. So it's curious, This this we're reading in Acts chapter 14 about when Paul and Barnabas arrive at this city and they see this person who's crippled from his mother's womb. It's almost like spiritually We've all been crippled from our mother's womb. Yes. We've never been able to, he said, never walk. We've never been able to walk in the light. Yes. We, we needed uh, a healing from God that comes through the gospel of salvation uh, where, where God looks at us as a cripple and says, will you acknowledge the fact that you're spiritually crippled? And would you like me to take you by the hand and lift you up? And if you just say, no, no, I'm comfortable like this, or I've got these religious uh, systems, then when Jesus walks away, there's no hope. We need to have the faith to let Jesus heal him, and the faith is found in the Word. Yes. Faith comes by hearing the Word of God. Yes. I, I'm curious. I think that's good. I'm glad they preached it. And people all the time, they say, yeah, but that's a big book, right? But the Gospel of John is easy it's simple, to read. Yes, it's, we're running out of time. You better give it to him because I want people to hear this. Well, the Gospel of John, real simple. It's 21 chapters. And yes. you've said this before. You've got the first seven chapters, and it's kind of an intro to, like, who is Jesus? Right. And the next seven chapters is a conflict with the Pharisees and so on. And then the last cha seven chapters out of 21 chapters, the last seven of the Gospel of John is the climax, climax to the yeah. cross. And so you've got the Gospel of John that gives you above look, like God's look coming from above, looking down, and it's presenting Jesus to you as to who he is. You hear it from his own words, why he came, what it, what he's all about, and why he is the center focus of the whole universe. Yes. And then the next book in the New Testament in Romans, now it's a couple books later, but the book of Romans is very pertinent for our day. What is the problem on planet Earth, and how does God have a gift to give us to fix everything, Amen. one by one? And the gift is a person. It's not a religion. It's not a sacrifice. It's not even a physical healing. It's a person named Jesus Christ that wants to be the lover and the bishop of our soul and the healer of our soul eternally. God so loved the world that he gave his Jesus only, Christ, his only begotten son, for yeah. one purpose, that we might have ever lasting life. Well, we're yes. running out of time on the program. We've got to get back to this 14th chapter. There's a lot of good stuff in Amen. here. We want to keep going next week. And until we join with you next week, do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is truth. Amen. You've been listening to What is Truth? The radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Listen every weekend at this time for What is Truth? Only on WECK.